Ah, uh, there's Adam's typing. Vain <laughs> to my existence. <laughs> I try to mute when I'm doing that on the show. No, you don't. <laughs> on the show, I definitely do. <laughs> I'm going to have to side with Dave here. <laughs> uh, I hope someone's recording because I want I want that on record, Jackson, saying I'm going to have to side with Dave here. Morning. Was that loud? It's too loud. Oh, I'm so sorry. Welcome it's to Don't Be DR. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Don't Be the Artist. I'm Hagen. And I'm Dave. I'm Adam. <laughs> and I'm Jackson. <laughs> Believe it or not, that was really enthusiastic from Adam. That was great. Man, it's look at your beard. Nice. You look so right good. Now. Thanks. Huh? It's about as good as I can do right now. I'm tired. Yeah, but that was great. Yeah, we'll congrats. Congrats, Adam. Adam just bought a house, so he's very tired. I thought you were going to congratulate him on shaving his beard. (laughs) That, too. That's where all his strength is. That's why he's so tired. That that explains so much. Somebody should have told me. Ugh. (laughs) This is... I'm having no fun. Why not? What's going on, man? You want to tell us? Do you want to tell us what's what's grinding your gears right now, buddy? Mm. People Uh, incorrectly wearing masks. Yeah. That. Okay, yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I'm just tired, but I have no reason to be tired. I've only eaten basically cheese fries today, so that's about that's my That's why you're points. tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had pancakes and bacon. <laughs> Ooh, nice. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, yeah, Adam, what did you eat today? Yeah, what have you eaten today? Uh, grilled cheese. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. All right. We all are right. Hagen. Please tell us you ate something healthy because we're not doing so good right now. Uh, I had a chicken sandwich and I had a poke bowl. So this is what happens, right? That's why we said don't feed the artist because we just eat really unhealthy stuff all the time. Poke bowl's fine. Poke bowl's fine. <laughs> yeah, you could do yeah. worse than that. That's Gotta not eat it all. That's not Hagen, that. Uh, that's Hagen, not that bad. Uh, texted me that he, he was uh, he ate a Beyond Burger and he was very proud of it. So I no I was I was just I I don't okay so did you I say it was a chicken burger you fucking was, lied to us no 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 <laughs> I texted him on Friday and I told him that we just made Beyond Burgers and it was very good I didn't know who else to text so if I if, if if I text you Dave you're gonna be like what the fuck I don't care what a fuck what's a fucking Beyond Burger who cares what what Hagen did right there was whenever you tell someone in your family like oh I like mustaches and then all the gifts you get for ten years plus it's are mustache. just mustaches <laughs> and Hagen was like oh Jackson doesn't eat meat I'm gonna text him <laughs> did you also text Alex I did not text Alex no I did not text Alex well at least I have that to hold over Alex <laughs> next time I see him. <laughs> All right, we're gonna we're gonna get into some news. As far as I'm concerned, I don't really have any. I have one big news item, but I'll breeze through these first two, and then I'll talk about it. And I think Hagen has some. So this first one, I'm not even gonna call news because I doubt it's gonna happen. But it says that England is reopening their indoor venues to socially distanced audiences in August, which I will believe it when I see it, but they claim yeah. that they're reopening venues, uh, I think it says August 1st, something like that. But Sounds insane. 
Yeah, as I said, I am not even going to really spend much time on that because I don't believe it until I see it, which, you know, as sad as it is. My second piece of news is, uh, did you guys see that Beyonce is releasing a visual album through Disney yep. Plus? Oh, I didn't yeah. know it was Disney Whoa. Plus. That's that's yeah. crazy. Hmm. It's called uh, Black is King. This will be her, if I'm not mistaken, her third visual album, but it's inspired by uh, The Lion King which she was in the the most recent one that is the remake so yeah uh that's pretty cool that uh disney plus is doing that kind of thing i mean obviously she has the ties to disney but right. still pretty cool that they're doing that um there's a trailer and everything but really i just thought that was cool uh that's my awesome. big my big piece of news is you, you guys saw the stuff with uh megan the stallion yep yep so no and i don't know who that is I also have no idea. Megan the Stallion, she is a Houston rapper. She's kind of blown up this last year. She's been huge. I think she's like 25 and she's kind of like taking the world by storm. That we're just one of those people who's gotten super famous really quickly. And just this past week, uh, TMZ released this article saying that she was arrested on gun charges and all that kind of stuff. And then uh, she. Uh, posted on Instagram, I believe it was, saying, by the way, um, what all this report saying that I'm arrested on gun charges and everything is completely non-factual. That's not what happened. Uh, got pulled over. She was in the car with uh, another rapper, Tori Lenez, and he uh, was arrested for having a, a concealed firearm, and she had bullet wounds and was rushed to the hospital by uh the police so while she was undergoing surgery you have the reputable news source tmz saying that she was arrested on gun charges so yeah it's pretty crazy yeah you you guys would know megan the stallion from the song savage that's that that's her big one it blew up on tiktok and a bunch of other stuff it's the d- savage bougie i don't know all the words to it there's a bunch i of don't them. yeah I, don't you, know that one. I bet you've heard it. I bet you have. Adam, I guarantee you, Adam doesn't know that one. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Adam, does your fiance use TikTok? Uh, I think so, but I don't know. I thought you were gonna say, "Does your fiance own a gun?" <laughs> 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 yeah, like you know. in her line of work, she definitely doesn't need a gun. <laughs> well, uh, that's we'll funny. see. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I just thought it was, it's pretty crazy and just one of those situations where uh, TMZ fucks up a, um, a, a story. So Yeah, also, yeah. also like, I, he got arrested for having a concealed weapon? So, I, I don't, I, and I, as I said, I'm not going to be TMZ here, but I think there is speculation that he is the one who shot her. So, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, but it's she basically wild. she posted like, yeah, I have been under surgery. I am, you know, recuperating from my wounds. All that you guys are saying that I'm uh, under arrest right now for gun charges is completely false. And by the way, I was intentionally shot like that kind of stuff. So and that's pretty much all she said so far. I'm sure I'm sure it'll come out. But yeah, yeah. pretty wow. crazy stuff. Hagen, you got yeah, any news? I do. Um, okay, so I, I love uh, talking about Trapped. Talked about Trapped many, many a time. They released a brand new album this past week. 
Can anybody guess how many copies it sold in one week? Well, I was going to say that that's what I'm listening to this week, so at least one. <laughs> oh, my. You bought it? Yeah, there's no way. <laughs> no. There's no way. Uh, okay, so it sold 600 copies. Only <laughs> 600 copies. This, this quote-unquote supposedly massive band sold 600 copies of their brand new album. Uh, that's according to, the, to Billboard. Um, so Trapped argues that that is false. My favorite of the tweets is that Warp Tour tweeted at them and said, congratulations, Trapped Official, on 600 albums sold. Come play the Ernie Ball stage next year. Oh. Uh, <laughs> So then, so then Trapped repeats, uh, retweets and says, uh, we sold almost 4K albums from July 3rd to July 9th. Not bad for a band that did everything ourselves and got zero words said about it on the DSPs. We're happy with it. Not sure what chart you're looking at because they would be missing quite a few. So every single time someone comes at them, they're like, they're hopping off. No, they're lying. We sold 4,000 albums, which still isn't that much. Still no. isn't that many no. albums. Congrats, Trapped. No, head, head, head soft. Head soft. <laughs> uh, so then on the flip side of that, uh, Linkin Park joins the list of musicians to uh, send a cease and desist to Trump. They Trump used a Linkin Park song. I don't know which one. I didn't see that. It was um, in the end. I tried end. so hard. <laughs> that was the song, Dave. Are you fucking kidding me? Nope. That was really they, the song? They what used they in, in the end. Oh my god! In the uh, end, it doesn't really matter. So, so a bunch of like uh, Trump supporters are now trying to cancel Lincoln Park, uh, calling them thing, calling them like weak, saying their music is just for little girls, uh, saying they're gonna turn off the radio when it comes on, all that sort of stuff. Uh, oh. Nobody listens to radio anyways. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, <laughs> like, sick burn. <laughs> yeah, um, and then uh, fuck Lady Antebellum. Uh, that's yep. That's really all I got to say about that one. Uh, I have no clue what you're talking about, so you're going to oh, really? say more. Oh, okay. So, uh, Lady Annabelle. Sorry, Hagen. I don't know if you uh, recall, but I've been in the mountains all week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mountain man. Oh, my God. Can't you tell by my beard? <laughs> <laughs> I just watched Castaway last night for the first time, speaking of uh, beards. <laughs> We've yeah, talked yeah, about yeah. beards a lot. Out. Can we edit <laughs> that out? We talked about now. beards a lot today. This has been a, it's been a beardful episode already. But yeah, uh, Lady Antebellum, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So Lady Antebellum uh, uh, changed their name to Lady A uh, because of racial reasons. Lady Antebellum is it's, it has you know racial implications. It's offensive, etc. Um, there is a black blues singer by the name of Lady A. So Lady A said to Lady Antebellum, "If you give me ten million dollars." You can use the name. That's fine. That's totally fine. Like I, I, I'm gonna give five million of that five million dollars to uh, charities related to Black Lives Matter, uh, and so on. You can keep Lady A, and I'll fuck off. And Lady Annabellum was like, "Cool, we're gonna sue you now," um, because ten Lady, years Lady, ago, Lady Antebellum's legal team. Well, yeah, but it's but so still, it still reflects on them though. Yeah. Yeah. Ten years ago, they bought the rights to the, the like the copyrights to the name Lady A. So the blues singer that has been Lady A for decades didn't have the rights to her own name. Uh, so Lady Annabellum is suing her, uh, saying, you know, we have the rights. You're, we're not going to give you ten million dollars, etc. 
Fuck Lady Annabellum. Fuck them. That's it's super fucked up. Like they were trying to like like hop in on this whole thing and do a quote unquote good thing, and then as soon as like they got any sort of like pushback and realized maybe this wasn't the good thing, they're like, no, we did the good thing. We did the right thing. Fuck you. Super yeah. fucked up. Un- unlike uh, formerly the Dixie Chicks are now just referred to as the Chicks. The chicks. I like, like there that. There was a. I think there was a New Zealand group or something that had the same name and they spoke with them first. They were like, can we use this as well? And they were like, yeah. So they did it right. As yeah. far as we know so far, but they changed yeah. it to the, the, the chicks. The Dixie chicks does do most things right. They handle those yeah. situations very, very well. Yeah. Which uh, the chicks have always been great allies, but uh, I do, I do think the chicks is, sounds worse. It doesn't roll it do- off it the does. tongue. Yeah, it definitely does. Which, I've read a couple art when I was looking through uh, news articles for this uh, episode. I, I kept seeing stuff about the chicks, and everyone was excited. I was like, "Who the fuck is the chicks?" And then I, looked, <laughs> I was like, "Surely it can't be." And I was like, "Oh yeah, it is." So, but still, yeah. it's the yeah, right they, call. They, they said an alternative the was to use the first initial of each of their names, and it would have been man. Like, uh, no. Yeah, we don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that completely uh, goes against it. Yeah, the the chicks released a brand new song. I think that's why everyone's talking about it more. Is that they released March a song. March? Yeah, I think they're releasing a new album called Gaslighter. Yep. So yeah. once again, they're just allies in all they're sense of right. always have been. Yeah. So uh, speaking I speaking of I, cancel I, culture, they were like, you know, they got canceled for yeah. stupid reasons. Yep. The one time conservatives were actually able to cancel somebody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, uh, the Hagen, do you have any more? I've got uh, one. News? I've, got, I've got one more that can lead us into our topic, which is that the Hamilton cast recording hit number two on the Billboard 200 after its Disney Plus release. Damn, I was gonna lead into our topic by saying how shitty the Hamilton demos are. Those demos. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> which, by the way, I I. I I do. I like Lin Manuel, and I think I made that clear last time. Even though he's not the strongest singer, but it just wow! If you have a chance to listen to those demos, that man. Ever since, obviously, he's doing well and he's doing fine. But ever since that uh, movie came out on Disney Plus, I think people on TikTok have been just like he's become such a meme that he he. I think he shut down his Twitter just for a little bit. I think it's back up, but. Uh, we we should not be so mean to Lin Manuel. I don't think. <laughs> uh, hey, I will say he's got heart. He's yeah, got lots yeah. of heart, and he's yeah. not afraid to show it, yeah. even if it doesn't sound the best. <laughs> Is that what heart sounds like? Uh, sometimes, yeah. Unfortunately, I guess he should sing from his diaphragm. Yeah, or just shouldn't sing from anywhere. <laughs> So, Sorry, I'm, no, I'm still going to maintain. That's going to be this whole episode now, right? This is the, <laughs> gonna, the whole no. thing. No, uh, so great. does anybody anybody have a good lead-in to our topic, or should we just like barrel through it like a bunch of uh, assholes? I vote bunch of assholes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll do a bunch of assholes. Fuck it. That's two right. votes, bunch of assholes. Adam, you're the swing vote. Yeah, the best thing about an, an audio podcast is when one of the hosts just shrugs. <laughs> well, that's that's Adam's like signature move is his his shrug, it, it and is. no one no one's ever going to get to see it. Uh, there have been a couple times where uh, I've had the chance to impersonate Adam, and I and I don't do the low voice. I don't do anything like that. I do the signature shrug. 
<laughs> I'll interpret Ad- Adam's uh, facial expressions for the show. <laughs> uh, you nailed Looking, it. He's smiling. <laughs> Embarrassingly. Yep. All right, I think we've fulfilled our Adam quota for the episode, <laughs> yeah, so we can move guys, on to our do you guys topic. Need me for this one? It's, it's... <laughs> no, I think you can take a nap now. Okay. No, cool. yeah, we need you. I need you. I'm gonna start disassembling my office so I can move. You guys have fun. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Just yeah, make sure to make lots of noise and don't mute your mic. <laughs> please, please don't. So, our our topic this week, we thought we would keep rolling through. Much like uh, the past few weeks, we we talked about Hamilton last week, so we're just going to talk about musicals and how we feel about them, and you know, kind of musicals. I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> musical theater, musicals, and films. Which I, I think that's a that that'll be a thing. But um, I don't know the history of musicals, but I will say that I am a big fan of musicals, as last week we talked about. I, you know, you know, when musicals were a thing, now that they're no longer a thing in the world, we, uh, I used to have a season pass to Dallas Summer Musicals. I would go, you know, if I was in New York City, I'd try to get a Broadway uh, show, all that kind of stuff. I, I'm a huge fan of musicals. Um, we can talk about how I feel about movies and when show tv shows do musicals later i suppose yeah uh i'll i'll say a quick thing about the history is that it i mean so like everything that i like read about the history of musical theater kind of uh it it says that there's always been music in theater goes back to roman times etc etc like i don't care about that that's not interesting to me uh because obviously it's a it's been a part of performance for a long time but musical theater in itself is a very different thing than just music and theater right that's right, a yeah. that's a very separate concept i was so, i was trying to research that stuff today as well and i fell asleep <laughs> <laughs> say no more dave <laughs> Well, I, so like it's it, it is it is interesting that for I mean a, a long time, musicals were the like the the music was not part of the plot, so what what was happening was that all the songs were just kind of like added comedy or like uh, they 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 were a side thing. It wasn't to move anything forward or enhance the current stage production. Just an added thing, um, until a musical called Showboat. Um, in the 1920s, I believe, which has Old Man River, other such songs like that. Um, still very popular. That was the first musical that included the plot in the songs, and it pushed the plot forward. Uh, imagine imagine being that guy like, hold on a second. These songs can be a part of the story, and everyone, <laughs> un- everyone else in the room is like, oh. And then the dads in the room are like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... And then, and then shortly after that, Oklahoma came out, and Oklahoma was really the big like push for what we know as modern musicals. Uh, what made it so different, and what forced it to be so different, was that he actually wrote the lyrics before he wrote like the script and before he wrote the libretto. So the lyrics were the story, and then the libretto just helped enhance that. What's um, a libretto? It's like the it's the book that has all of the it's the script the script. Oh. Yeah, I do. I do know. Uh, so that that is a good distinguish. Er, yeah, a, a a good word that I'm trying to think of. Uh, for uh, <laughs> hey, it's good. Uh, Hagen, good word. 
<laughs> it's good to distinguish between the. There are like there, you know. I, I guess it, it's pretty easy. No, he's not. He was. It's, he was. He is now. No, okay. Man. Good job. Good joke. There is, um, you know, musicals. It's it can be easy to say like, oh, musicals is the genre. Whereas you know, you know, there are comedies, there are uh, drama, all that kind of stuff. But I do think there is a good. Uh, I still can't think of the fucking word, but uh, distinction, distinction, Libido. yeah, dis- distinction. That's it. Hell yeah, uh, good teamwork there. So distinction between <laughs> I, I kind of see two, uh, maybe two or three types of musicals. Uh, when we're talking about like musical theaters and the kind of stuff like that, and the early stuff like Oklahoma and Hello Dolly, just those kind of classic ones that you can think of. And then there are what I call like the blockbuster ones, which are really because of cats and i ended up reading that i saw cats the musical i did not see the movie but uh i saw cats the musical and i was just like i I know nothing about this why is this such a big deal like i saw the uh musical and i was just like you know what i didn't hate that but as like a third of the way through it i just kind of decided i'm gonna let myself sink into this madness and just enjoy it for what it is and i had a good time but i was like after i got out i was like why is this such a big deal why do people love this and then i found out that it's because uh that was such a huge deal and it kind of it pivoted musicals to this thing what they call uh blockbuster musicals where you have like your lemis your phantom of the opera and stuff like that and that's really and jesus christ superstar so those are those massive touring ones and then you have the ones that i was talking about like of course they tour now because of that but that wasn't really the the big thing and i guess um a big thing about blockbuster musicals is you can take the music out and it'll just be kind of catchy on its own which uh, in Hello Dolly in Oklahoma, you can have that, but that's not really the purpose of it. I think the music is to just to be a medium for the story. But yeah, I, I think that that's all I know historically about musicals. Other than that, I like them, and I've seen a lot of the classic ones, and I also haven't seen a lot of the classic ones. Yeah, they uh, with with Cats being like the first blockbuster, it w- it was a thing that they were doing. Um, in Europe and in England. So, like, musicals had started to blow up in America because of things like Oklahoma, and then Rodgers and Hammerstein continued writing. Um, and I, I'm drawing a blank. I'm pretty sure it's after the quote-unquote golden age. It's such an odd term, but Oklahoma is, like, the golden age of musical theater. And then uh, the golden age stopped after musicals started having cuss words in them, basically. Uh, is, is, is That's basically, funny. Yeah. Uh, and so it's... It's a very it's a very odd like split, and I believe that after the Golden Age also was when like Andrew Lloyd Webber and because Andrew Lloyd Webber was I mean he was like the main person doing the blockbusters to start, um, and then uh, I believe his name is Elaine Boubile I think who did Les Mis, um, and and he was again it's it's all it's all taking place not in America where the blockbuster stuff is happening. It's a start, at least, and then it eventually comes to America, and everyone starts to do their own thing, and we start to get things like the hip hop musicals, the rock musicals. They did they they started doing rock musicals like in the rock operas over in uh, England first as well. Uh, so it's it's kind of odd how like it, it kind of traveled and, and grew together, but no one was. I, I mean, I'm sure there was like some kind of like competition, but it seemed pretty like we're going to just grow off of each other sort of thing. Right. Yeah. And I wonder also if uh, I wonder what the state of cinema was at that time, you know, in the golden age of, of musicals, was it more of a convenient thing to go to a musical 
you know, go see one rather than go to a movie theater or something like that. Well, they were turning a lot of those into movies like pretty quick. Um, and also like, like for example, cause they made the Oklahoma movie as well as, you know, uh, like, uh, uh, oh my God, I'm drawing a blank on like any of the classics. Um, because I don't really like them very much. Um, but, uh, <laughs> like that, that was also the, uh, origin of the cast recording. Oklahoma was the first one to do a cast recording as well as being the, like the, the most popular one to include a plot to start with the music. Mm. Um, yeah, so and, and Oklahoma's not like, I mean, it's about a really boring place, but it's a good musical. I like it. It's <laughs> a, a, of the <laughs> of the classics. I like it a lot, uh, but again, I don't really care for most of the like the, the the quote unquote golden age. I find a lot of it to be, I don't know. It it, it feels forced sometimes. Sometimes it's good. It just kind of depends. Fun fact about Oklahoma, if you guys don't already know this, but whenever Hugh Jackman was auditioning for uh, the role of Wolverine, he was in the, I believe it was the Australian uh, circuit of it, he was playing uh, the lead role in Oklahoma. So he had like this, like I think it was like a blonde perm, and he then like after that he went to go audition in this blonde perm doing like his Wolverine shit. So that's, that's funny. Fun. So we kind of covered it last time, but I am very curious now that this is uh, just about musicals. And I know, Jackson, how you feel, but I want Adam and Dave to tell us how they feel about musicals. Someone go first. I've never really seen any, especially live at all, actually, that I can think of, other than like things done in high schools and stuff like that, which I don't think is a good impression of what musicals can be. Um, so I don't know. I don't have any strong opinions. I just don't have an interest in it, I guess. And it's always felt kind of hard to go see live musicals. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. Uh, I love watching plays and just like things in theater in general, you know. But when for some reason, the way that a lot of people sing for musicals, like there's a style that you have to kind of convey and I understand that it takes a lot of talent because you have to be able to sing. You know, a lot of musicals traditionally don't use microphones, right? No, they all use microphones. They all use microphones? Okay. Yeah. Well, then fuck Yeah. Me. I think uh, you're thinking of, like, <laughs> opera. Like, Operas, opera houses. Yeah. Right, uh, yeah. That's why they go up uh, vertically because you don't want people being really far away from the singers. You want them being right there. So even if you're in the top row of the opera house, they can hear you. So... Yeah, yeah, so I, I really, really what, what interests me is the writing of them and, like, you know, incorporating songs into the story and how much talent that takes. But when all is said and done, the execution of it doesn't really, you know, I just don't have a, a hunger for it. I will say that I, I do, you know, even though I'm a huge fan of them, I, I, I do see where you're coming from, Dave, and I think Adam as well, that I'm not a huge fan of musicals whenever somebody sits me down and is like, hey, let's watch, uh, you know, a YouTube uh, recording or something like that because, like, my girlfriend's super into the Legally Blonde musical, which is a good musical, but, I mean, I was just sitting there the whole time kind of like, yeah, this is catchy, and I think I would have had a way better time seeing this actually you know, live, but there's something about sitting on your couch and, like, you know, having the angles chosen for you, that kind of stuff that, yeah. you know. For me, it's like it's, I think of it like baseball. I would much rather play baseball or go to an actual baseball game, which I've yeah. never been to, as opposed to just watching baseball on TV. 
Yeah, I think the big thing is, is uh, you know, we talked about last week about how, uh, you know, going to New York City, especially for people like us in Texas, like it's that's part of the ar- experience. Yeah, but and also it's at arm's length. It's expensive just to get there. It's expensive to get a ticket. So, e- but even when we're talking about the Dallas summer musicals that I go to, I mean, like a cheap ticket is probably fifty bucks, which is still right. not cheap for most people. So I, I definitely get that. To where. Um, I, I do think probably you, Dave, and Adam would enjoy them. It's just like, you know, what what if you end up spending $50 on something you hate? Because I have been to plenty of musicals. I My favorite musical, um, I, I know last week I said Hamilton, but I would say like right up there with it is Les Mis. And I, I know that's a classic answer, but I love Les Mis. And then the people who made Les Mis right after that made a musical called Miss Saigon, which is absolute garbage. And <laughs> I had tickets to see it just with my season pass. And my girlfriend and I went and we were just like, it was laughably bad, but there were just so many problematic things in it with like race and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, I had that thought of like, man, what if I had gone to that? and paid for it like just without my season pass i would have felt ripped off i mean you know i did have a good time but i get it like with you know with my lack of interest in theater or in in musicals uh i do wish though that there was more of a demand for it because i think that there's a lot of great artists that should be doing that for a career that where where they might not have a chance to do it because of the, the lack of demand yeah, I mean the demand the demand is like at a pretty good place in terms of money. Like they make a ton of money where where the demand is at currently. Broadway is I think a billion dollar industry. Broadway, yeah, but what about like local? Oh, local theater, yeah. I mean, but the, but so the problem with like local theater is man, how do I be nice? Um local <laughs> local theater is really hard because y- you your your pool is so small, right? So right. we live in Denton. Denton is, it, I mean, it's it's not small, but it's not big, right? It's mostly, so, probably mostly volunteer. It's So you, you take who auditions, you take a look at it, and you'll get a good number of people. But even still, you're not going to have, you know, the best options there. And then you have these kind of mediocre options. And then how do you, like, get a budget to do some, like, for example, there was a local production of Sweeney Todd. I didn't go see it. My roommates went and saw it. Uh, they said that it just wasn't very good because Sweeney Todd, you shouldn't do if you don't have the budget. You should not do that. You should not do that musical if you don't have the budget to make the chair work, to make the blood work, to make all that. There's there's a lot of set design things that are, are crucial to a lot of that stuff. Man, so, I hated that movie. What? Oh my god, dude! Uh, I, it was over, and I was like, I was like, where? What? What? <laughs> If we're if we're gonna have little bomb bombshell revelations about musicals we hate, I hate Chicago. I think that That's is fine. one of the most like I, I, in high school, everyone was obsessed with it. Uh, my senior high school did a production of it, which was apparently really good, and people were like, "Oh, it's amazing." I watched the movie and I was like, "Wow, that's like two hours of my life. I'm never gonna get back." Right, like, yeah. and, I, and I rarely feel that way, but I, I genuinely felt like, "Oh, that was nothing. That was just a whole bunch of right. nothing." Yeah, that dude. That's how I felt about Sweeney Todd because I find like, was that was that uh, Tim Burton? Tim Burton. Every fucking Tim Burton movie, I watch them and I'm like, okay, they set up a good story, but nothing. It just it went through. And then nothing happens. But that's but that's not Tim Burton's fault. That's Stephen Sondheim. That's, I don't. Well, I I don't give a shit. Because watching the, movies 
or like like look any medium whether it's musicals or movies when nothing happens at the end and it just ends and I'm like that sucks and then people are like yeah but the visuals were great and I'm like yeah okay cool like but that's great. The, that's awesome the th- the thing with Sweeney Todd is that like first of all for the movie uh, they Johnny Depp is great I'm not gonna say he's a bad actor in this he was the wrong choice I don't know who the right choice was. But he was the wrong choice. Traditionally, Sweeney Todd should be played by a very deep-voiced baritone. And Johnny Depp is, like, whisper-singing the whole time, being all creepy. And the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, this is good. I like this. And the second time, after I got, I got super into Sweeney Todd and I watched a bootleg from the stage production, I was like, oh, Johnny Depp sucks. Johnny Depp's not good. <laughs> That's really yeah. frustrating. So I think this is a good uh, time for us to talk about uh, like movie musicals. And I I do think, uh, you know, as we were saying, you know, you know, looking back then and now that kind of stuff, you know, when we talk about a musical now, we're talking about Greatest Showman. We're talking about Sweeney Todd, Les Mis, Cats, all that kind of stuff. But I do think, it, you know, uh, we don't really have to talk about it too much. But there was a time where, like, I remember my grandparents would show me like, oh, this is my favorite um movie and almost all of them even if they weren't a musical they would have a musical number whether or not like even if it was just like fred astaire doing some dance some shit like that right so like yeah yeah i mean songs were a bigger part of movies back then i i think of sound of music i don't know if that was i don't know if that was a a musical first it was it was like that movie is incredible so i love that because you know it serves it serves a really good purpose and like to this day, like every Disney movie uh, from the beginning, I believe Snow White was their first movie. Please right. correct me if I'm wrong, but no, Snow White, from Snow White to now, what like I, whatever their most recent movie is or most recent original movie being like Moana or something like that, um, they're still musicals in that sense, right. which is pretty cool. That that and those are some of the most famous movies whether or not that's because they're a musical or because they're kids movies but so a larger audience but yeah i'm not yeah i'm not really thinking of any specific examples when i say this but like sometimes it they just don't translate well to film and no, vice versa they don't and i mean it, it, it's yeah. it's it's a really tricky thing uh, uh so i did watch cats last night i did not finish <laughs> it I did not finish it. it On was, purpose? Did you finish it today, like you said? Because you, no, you texted me no. that you were watching it, and I was like, oh, my God. I did not finish it today. I Magical uh, I Mr. Mustafelis. I played, I, I, I played a drinking game while I was watching it. I got about, like, 45 minutes in, and I had skipped taking so many drinks because I would have just been <laughs> fucked. I, I, I took drinking games I found online for cats, and I, like, narrowed it down to some rules to not have too many. And, I mean... Man, that shit sucks. It should never have been made as a movie. Cats is a stage production, and the fact they made a movie out of it is just stupid. If they were going to make a movie, they should have just done what they did with Hamilton and record a stage production and then put that put out there. Right. And it wouldn't have cost them $95 million. I'm not going to support them- that decision at all because I saw a stage production, and like, unless I was there, I would have been like, oh, no. this sucks still. No, I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying that if they're going to put that movie out, if, if, they, if we live in a world where they have to put a Cats movie out, film a stage production, don't make a fucking movie. Like, right. So, Hagen, what do you think of Le Mis? Made by the same guy, made by the same guy, but totally different uh, because the, you, you can... Les Mis is translated through good singers and 
kind of clear sets, I guess. Like, I mean, like, clear representation of the time. Um, you can do all of that in a movie. And the thing the thing with Les Mis, and I don't know, I guess it probably was, it would have been difficult with how it was set up for Cats. But with Les Mis and a couple other movie musicals, they did it all live. So they didn't go into a booth and record them singing and then lip sync to it. They actually... Uh, saying the saying each song live in that moment, you can see Hugh Jackman spit in some of the close-up shots from from Limis, um, and 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 you can see Anne Hathaway like sobbing and crying and and sing, trying to sing while she's crying. I mean, that's like it's wonderful, absolutely wonderful. Yeah, in Hamilton, you can see Jonathan Groff literally spitting on all front rows. Yeah. Uh, so I I think, I, even though it was made by the same guy, which is baffling to me that he made Les Mis and Cats, not not the writer of the musical, but the director of the movies is the same guy. Um, that baffles me that he made those decisions. It's It just blows me away that Cats turned into what it is. Um, I, I would say that if you really feel like you, you, you can, like you feel comfortable, watch Cats, because it is a, it is a it's trip. It's a fucking trip. You're gonna scream at the TV. Hold, hold, hold on, though. You you say this is someone who didn't finish it, right? Uh huh. What, what do you what do you, what I'm do you gonna, what does that I'm, mean, Adam? I'm gonna finish it. I'm gonna finish it. Yeah. And I I, okay, I think come back I, and tell us that after you finished it, then. I propose. Do, do you like? Yeah. Cats? Are you saying you like? Get him, Adam. <laughs> I propose. No, that it is, I don't want to watch it at all. It, I propose it's similar to watching The Room. Would you ever watch The Room by yourself? Would that I'm ever be something that, that? Why would you not watch the watch Damn. it with friends? It's funny. I've, it's, I've <laughs> never loved Adam more than I have right now <laughs> because fuck? I support all these decisions. That's another unpopular opinion I have. Is I tried to watch the room and I was like, this just sucks. This isn't fun or funny at all. This I, sucks I, just in general. I get that, but I'm I'm proposing that they are similar in that regard. Whereas that like if you watch the room by yourself, it's definitely going to suck and you're not going to find it funny. But if you watch the room with friends and you're all it's, having a, it's a great time. Yeah. And I propose that cats would be the same thing. You're all watching it together and laughing at the fucking bullshit. When well, uh, we can hang out again, let's watch cat. <laughs> you guys want to come over and watch my two cats? No, <laughs> just watch them. I would do that. I would do that. That sounds pretty good. Actually. Yeah. So Adam and a, I are on a team. I thought I was going to be on a team with Hagen, but I'm not. <laughs> I, I have yeah. a, I have a question for uh, everybody. I thought so. I thought about this today. Um, I think that a really big reason why I really like musicals is that it was a big part of my life growing up. Not just like seeing them, I but being in them. I was in a musical in fourth grade. They needed like little kid extras, so that I did that. Um, so I think that a really big love of musicals for me comes from the fact that I was a part of it. I was on stage performing it. So. I mean, Adam, I know it might be harder for you to answer the question as, as not a, a, a avid performer, but do you think, Dave, if you were playing bass in more musicals as a younger kid, would you think that would have maybe made you like it more? Uh, I think it's it goes back to what I was saying before. I think I would have, um, I would rather participate in it. If I got a call to, to play a musical, I would probably say yes if the money was right, because they're a big responsibility when you decide to do something like that. I think that would be great, and I also like you've you've shown me some some bass parts in some musicals before where you were like, "Hey, listen to this." I'm like, "Damn, that's crazy!" I would love to do that every day. I don't know that it would make me appreciate the more outside of the participation aspect of it. Gotcha. 
that make, that makes sense. I'm gonna go ahead and say that if somebody called me up and said, "Hey, do you want to play ABBA songs for nine months of this year?" I would say, "Hell, fucking yes!" Exactly. Yeah, you talking about like going on a tour? <laughs> yeah, and yeah, for oh, yeah. Mama Mia, hell yeah. yeah, hell yeah. It's still entertaining, but I just can't do it alone. Like if I'm at home, I can't watch a musical. Jackson, you get called up to play. You uh, sorry, not get called up, but somebody suggests you to audition for Marius in a Les Mis production, and you get it. Would you do it? Yeah, probably. So I've never ever been in a musical. I've never been in any acting position at all. So it, it's always been something that, like, I thought, like, oh, that that could be fun, but it. I, I'm very hesitant of being one of those people who. Uh, sees something and is like, oh, that'd be fun. I'm going to do that. And then like do something and be really bad at it. And everyone be like, why is he doing this? <laughs> so I try to stay in my lane is what I'm saying. But yes, I would do it because I think that would be very fun. And I like to try new things, even if I'm bad at them, but I don't like to stay in that lane. The challenge of a musical is, especially for like the pit orchestra and the pit musicians is insane because I mean, We've talked before about playing three-hour gigs, but you're not playing music for three hours straight. In a musical setting, you're almost playing music for three hours straight. You have an intermission. That's about it. You're, and you're doing you're, it twice a day, too, a yep. lot of the time. Yep. You're acting. And the timing of everything, too. Like, I've, I've done – I did a gig once where we were just, like, we were playing walk-on songs at, like, a, an award ceremony. And even that was really challenging to stay yeah. engaged the whole time. Yeah, you got you got to be watching every single second that's going on on the stage. And I mean, uh, to be fair, that's not entirely the musician's job. The the conductor definitely has to he has to watch the stage more than anybody else does uh, in the band. But it's still you have to be ready. You have to be you have to be just yeah. ready to go. And I mean, if you get in the groove of it, but it still is it's hard. Imagine being the timpani player. <laughs> You're like in your head, like measure one hundred and three. <laughs> Measure one hundred and four. I think. I think. That's At measure one hundred and six, here's my big thing. <laughs> Damn it! It was out of tune. We'll try again yesterday. Yesterday. We'll try it again yesterday. Try this it again the last yesterday. Show. I think. I think most. I think most auxiliary percussion players have to deal with that bullshit all the time, and and no matter what setting they're in, they're just sitting there like, oh my god, when's it gonna come? And then they're just like. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I think I know what I'm talking about, but there in there that uh, skin and bones Foo Fighters thing where like Dave Grohl just basically turns and starts harassing the auxiliary uh, drummer. <laughs> He's like, yep, "What the fuck yeah. you got there?" And it's just like going through his whole thing. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think that movies and movie musicals they're, they they hold a special place in history, and they you know they make it more accessible to people. But it, it is hard to get the medium across. But Adam, you love La La Land would you call that a movie musical yeah but it's not based on a musical so it is a musical in movie form i guess first well greatest yeah. sh showman isn't based off of a musical but that is very obviously a musical yeah no i mean i think that those can exist it's, those tend to be better in my opinion at least than musicals turned into movies because it's hard to translate that because it's a totally different kind of medium yeah it seems like an integrity thing or like you know, having respect for what you created that works really well on stage. If there's a big demand for it to be a movie, if you can't really decide that, or you, if you can't really see that it's going to look good as a movie, but the money's there, I can see why people are like, you know, like cats. 
it's a clear example of like we can, but it doesn't mean you should. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. That's I mean, and and the phenomenon of musicals is incredible to see how many people fall in love with it, but it, it can fall so fast because the interest right. gets lost almost immediately, almost immediately. But I don't know. I've, I I. Movie, movie musicals are iffy. I, I tend to lean like 50-50 on them. It's really hard for me to always say that I am a fan of them. A large example being Rent. Uh, Rent is amazing. Uh, yeah. I think it's absolutely a wonderful musical. The it's movie's so good. good. The movie's good, but it is not the same as the, as the fucking stage production at all. And they got a lot of the original cast, which is great, but it, it, just, it just doesn't do the same thing. And it's not even like... it. it I would say that, like, yeah, the medium is part of it, but I think that uh, it's it's just the fact that the stage is just going to draw. I mean, it's it's they change what it is. I think that's what, a big thing. That's what I've been trying to figure out. They change the musical in the stage production. So, for example, in Rent, the musical on stage it is sung through the whole way. In the movie, it is not. They are there. There are lines being read. They skipped a lot of sections, and it just seems like. Why? Then why did you do it? Then why did you? Why, what? What? What possessed you to do that? It's just fucking stupid. I mean, it's it's kind of like how some book, uh, you know, adaptations into movies don't work very well because you can't adapt something one to one. I mean, the Harry Potter movies are a good example of that too, in some degree, because like some of them are really good movies and they're not direct adaptations of the book at all. Like they right. pick and choose what pieces to cover, but it works better in that case. It depends on how you do it. So. Yeah, which, uh, public service announcement real quick, too. If you've seen a play or read a book and someone's like, hey, did you see that new movie about this play or book? And they're like, yeah, but have you have you seen the play in real life or read the book? Don't fucking do that. Hey, Dave. <laughs> Dave, have you seen Hamilton in New York City, though? Right, exactly. Yeah, don't be that guy. Or so, like, people are like, I'm like, I love Fight Club. And they're like, have you read the book, though? It's so much better. I'm like, fuck you, I don't read books. <laughs> Like, sorry, Mr. Blacklight posters. Are you still talking about Fight Club? <laughs> <laughs> but watching the movie, watching the Rent movie just made me want to see the production. Yeah, I think I think yeah. the biggest difference also between that and books is that, like, musicals are roughly the length of a movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it's, it's, it's rough. And, yeah, it is a little bit longer than your average movie, but it's roughly the same length. So you could, in theory, make it the same with just a few minor differences because it's a movie. But I mean it's right. it 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 weirds me out that they they have to change things at all the time. Like Lay Miz was the same. Lay Miz was the same. I'm pretty sure maybe they missed like one or two like little tiny moments, but I think it was the same from front to back almost. I think it is. Yeah. Hagen, do you think that they should do a uh, Book of Mormon movie? I think they are, aren't they? Ugh, gross. <laughs> I think I think they are doing one. I mean, like, so, so the, so I heard uh, a quote from Stephen Schwartz today. He is, he's the guy who did Wicked, and uh, he said that you don't do a movie, movie for your musical until you have made the lowest amount of money you can possibly imagine your musical making in its run. Uh, and so, I mean, the Wicked, the Wicked movie has been like in production for a long time, but it still hasn't been made yet because I think that he's just like, no, it's not time yet. Not, we're not ready. Not, not ready yet. Yeah. yeah, so it's a that, that's what I was that goes back to what I was saying before. It's a it's a business thing. Yeah, just because you can doesn't mean you should. It's very true. It's very but very I understand. I under I understand the struggle, but the integrity is what gets lost on me. Being like, okay, we need to milk this cow for all it's worth. 
Yeah. Can we talk about the bane of my existence when it comes to musicals? I absolutely hate it when a, and I know this is going to make Hagen upset, and I can think of the exact reason why. Hot take. Uh, hot take. But uh, I absolutely hate it when a non-musical TV show has a musical episode. I absolutely hate it, and Hagen, please don't tell me about the Scrubs episode. I'm not. Please I'm, don't. I'm not, I'm not like. I get what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. I. It makes sense why that's annoying, and I would say in almost every single case that is annoying, except for Scrubs because it was really good. The Scrubs musical is really good. I think Family Guy does it well. Too. Yeah, that's that that too. Yeah, Seth MacFarlane's a wonderful singer. It comes across. I can't remember the guy who does who writes the music for them, but he's wonderful. He does such a good job. What about the Jellyfish Jam episode of SpongeBob SquarePants? Can we can we edit in a, a, a cricket sound? Can we please yeah. edit in a cricket sound? It sounds like Dave is gonna do the editing this week. Yeah. <laughs> That's two requests I've made. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree for the most part that it's it's not really a good idea. Like they did it in Flash because a lot of people on all of those CW DC shows come from Broadway and they studied musical theater. So it's like, okay, yeah, that's a that's a I guess smart idea for that and a lot of people love that episode, but to me it was like I, I I like part of this because I'm a fan of all of that's all the things that are being put in front of me, but it also feels like you just want to shove it in my face that these actors can sing. And I know yeah. they can sing because they were on Glee, and that's a show where you're supposed to sing. So Damn I Damn it. it. That was going to be my joke. I was going to say, well, they did it on Glee, and I hated every episode that they did it for that. Well, that's I'm just kidding. I haven't you. watched Glee. You shouldn't. You will hate every episode. <laughs> Also, I don't want to catch the Glee curse and get dead. Oh, my God. Too soon. R.I.P. Naya Naya Rivera. The other day, my girlfriend said, she's like, oh, so I guess, like, all the people from Glee are going to die. And I was like, well, that was always going to happen. Like, just always. (laughs) (laughs) Just maybe now it's going to be sooner than we thought. It's so sad. It's so sad. Oh, man. Yeah. R.I.P. Naya Rivera. That that there's um, not much else that I can think of uh, for musicals. I have some recommendations. I, I assume Dave and Adam have zero recommendations, so Hagen and I can just sweep the floor on this one. Sweep it, sweep it, Daddy. <laughs> so as I said, I love Hamilton. Uh, Les Mis is definitely my favorite. Uh, a more modern one, if you're uh, you know you tried out. Um, Hamilton, and you're like, oh, what, what's another modern musical? Uh, Dear Evan Hansen is really good. Um, and then also, if you're just curious, uh, some bad musical theater, and just curious the history of it, I know we talked about American Idiot and stuff like that, but there is a very famous instance of, I, I think it's like the biggest uh, failure or something like that, the most expensive musical ever. It is called Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark, and the music was done by Bono and the Edge of U2. And oh my God. Wow. There, so, and, and I know this is like podcast suicide right here, but there's another podcast that I listened to called Do Go On that did an episode on this where they talked about the whole 
you know, history of it, it is fascinating. If you're ever just bored, if you're a comic book fan, musical fan, and just want to hear a crazy story of how this thing just went terribly wrong, check it out. It's awesome. Yeah, Bono and the Edge doing a musical is just like a bunch of delay with a, with a <laughs> screechy voice. <laughs> It, it, it is 100% that. It has a, uh, they had a hit off of it, and it was called, like, Rise Above or something. And I remember hearing, because I, I followed this whenever it came out, because it was just fascinating. I was like, damn, they're making a Spider-Man musical. So, obviously, it's going to be this technical prowess and all that. And then I remember hearing the preview song, which was this quote-unquote hit. And then I heard it, like, a week later in a CBS playing. And I was like, this is just so laughable. <laughs> it is. It is. Every bit of that musical is laughable. Uh, so, I guess before I get started, honorable mention: Phantom of the Opera sucks ass. Uh, do yourself a favor and leave it alone. Uh, just never, ever give it any more money. We're done. What about the sequel? Unless you're those two kids that performed it at one of the recitals. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's fine. That's that was fine. awesome. Yeah, yeah. But but do, <laughs> just do yourself a favor and leave Phantom of the Opera alone. It's it. It's canceled. I'm canceling Phantom of the Opera right now for being bad. Um, the, the sequel's fine. The sequel is funny. <laughs> um, okay, so some some really big favorites of mine. I my favorite musical of all time is Spring Awakening. Uh, it it's a very very well put together musical uh, about teenagers. Um, it's a coming of age I guess story I guess, but it's it's about teenagers dealing with. Uh, their sexual issues, their suicide. There's a lot of uh, a lot of things that are put in the musical that are very, very well handled. And there's a booby, uh, which is very yeah. There's a jaw drop. Yeah, there's a booby yeah. in, in the live production. Um, yeah. Booby. <laughs> 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 yeah. Man, uh, Dave looked like an old man grabbing his phone. <laughs> <laughs> basically like those people you know how like nowadays with smartphones you're i guess always you're supposed to always just be using your two thumbs dave is one of those people who uses everything but his thumb to touch his phone um yeah the ori- the original cast had leah michelle uh, she was in glee she was the lead in glee and you got to see her booby um, just one, just one though. The way that the way that it's set up, it's staged. It, you can only see one. Uh, is Jonathan Groff that's frustrating. in it? Jonathan Groff is Jonathan Groff and Liam Michelle are the original leads, and you can hear them in the cast recording. They are perfect. Um, yeah, I know they're like best friends in real life. They are best friends in real life, and they are they 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 sound great together uh, in all their duets. And Jonathan Groff has, I think, almost all the best songs. Uh, in the musical, the the big favorite is uh, "Totally Fucked," which is just about how we're all fucked in life, no matter what. And the other one is "The Bitch of Living," which is about masturbation. Um, so that's good. Uh, so "Wicked" is another great musical. "Wicked" is incredible. Uh, it's at this point, I mean, it's leaning towards classic, uh, but it's very, very good. Uh, Idina Menzel and Kristen Chenoweth on the original cast recording, and they are absolutely phenomenal, as they always are. Uh, Rent and Les Mis, as I mentioned, those are amazing. Watch the movies. I shit-talked part of the movies for Rent, but it's still really good. Um, Book of Mormon is wonderful. Um, Stomp. I made, a, <laughs> I, made a, 
I sat down, I called my mom today and I said, hey, we're covering musicals today and I'm just trying to remember all the musicals that I've seen and or been in. And we made a very long list of all the musicals that we've seen and that I've been in. Uh, so it's been, it, it was a refresher because I honestly forgot about some of this stuff. Waitress, I cannot say, I cannot forget Waitress, Sarah Bareilles' musical. Uh, Do you think a, that should be a movie? It is a movie already. Oh, fuck. It, the the mu- <laughs> the musical is based off a movie called Waitress and it has the same plot. But it was the movie was made in two thousand seven. Super tragic story about that. The person that made that movie, uh, she wrote and directed it. She was murdered like right before it premiered by a nineteen year old. Uh, so yeah, so there is a movie, Waitress movie and already. And that's today's episode. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. We guys. we we didn't mention. The same thing, uh, same thing with. Get, just fucking do it. <laughs> Love just that. fucking do it. Pull the trigger, dude. <laughs> it, was the, it was the same thing with Rent. The, Jonathan Larson died the morning of their first off-Broadway preview. What the fuck? Uh, uh, well, okay, if we're going to do this shit, uh, like uh, some dude died, uh, Spider-Man, turn off the dart. Is this, okay. What is this, Hagen and Jackson's death corner? What that's, did I get but that's, fucking but, canceled? I'm just go just tragic things with musicals. I'm sorry. Fuck. Well, speaking of tragic musicals, was that era when they were making musicals out of everything? Such as I, one of my least favorite musicals I've ever seen was The Color Purple, and I'm not referring to the novel. I'm not referring to the movie. I'm referring to the musical, The Color Purple. It was just such like it, it. It was a big old bag of nothing. I really didn't like it at all. And then, you know, there was stuff like The Wedding Singer. And Dude. as I, I guess that's just musicals, though. Well, it's continuing. It, it, it keeps going. They're making a Back to the Future musical right now. They're writing no. it, I think. Yeah. No. And uh, they, they had a SpongeBob SquarePants musical that, that stayed on Broadway for a long time. It stayed Shrek on Broadway. Shrek the musical. Shrek. That one didn't stay for very long on Broadway. I'm pretty sure that one had, like, a less than a year run. But SpongeBob stayed on Broadway for a long time. Not all of these are bad. What, what the did you fuck? say, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> oh my god! All right, guys. Thanks for joining us today. <laughs> I was already pouring a shot, but now I definitely. I would. Am. I would like to see. Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> I would like to <laughs> <What>? see. Um, <laughs> oh man! I would like to see Wayne's World the musical. I think that'd be awesome. I wouldn't want to see that. Uh, I think, yeah, I think the, the Lonely Island has uh, musicals covered for SNL, so we're good. There's there's a lot of really great musicals that are out there, though, so for people who are curious, uh, you know, we can give you suggestions on things. Um, and, yeah, I that's that's about how I feel. Fuck Phantom of the Opera. I'm, I'm standing on it, and I'm dying on that. That's mine. The man with the hot take is here. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I went and saw Phantom of the Opera, and I knew nothing about it other than it was super big. And I remember talking to you, Hagen, before I was like, oh, so like, what's the story? And you're like, oh, all that matters is the chandelier falls. And I was like, okay, that's a metaphor. I get it. Okay. And then I got there, and there's literally a big part where like just a chandelier falls in the middle of the crowd. And I was just like, oh, that's what Hagen meant. The chandelier it, like- fell. <laughs> Most most of the audience again. This is a this is a blockbuster musical. Most people who are seeing Phantom are not like super stoked on the singers or or the the general performance. It's the it's the budget of the stage and the production, and 
the chandelier falling. If the chandelier falling doesn't look good and doesn't work, then it's a bad production of Phantom. Yeah, Simple Phantom of the Opera and Les Mis were the two like most lavish productions I've ever seen. Except Les Mis is probably the greatest musical of all time, and you know having that big ass production was awesome along and, with the great songs. Yeah, Les Mis doesn't need that. Les Mis could survive without a giant stage production. It, it It is always going to have one, but it doesn't need it. It'll work just fine on its own as long as you have the right singers, which that's a different podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Mama that's Mia. That's going to be just, just the two of you guys. Probably just me. <laughs> <laughs> with examples and everything. Yeah, I mean... Make some Lin-Manuel demos. <laughs> yeah, don't listen to those, everyone. But but really, do listen to those. <laughs> no, Dave, we're talking about what we're going to listen to. I'm pulling Lin-Man- the trigger Lin-Manuel here. demos. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, hey, listen. That's what I got. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I was... I, I, I was contemplating. <laughs> I just say the same thing at the same time. <laughs> that was crazy. I was contemplating singing it instead of saying it, but I decided to just to just say it lackluster, like. Uh, for those who are listening and can't see us, Adam's laughing. <laughs> and also, and, and Jackson, Jackson gave up. He yeah. gave up. Yeah. <laughs> but Jackson's wearing a Coheed and Cambria shirt, so. No big surprise. Always. Duh. Gotta rep my boys. Um, so I've been listening to a ton of shit, as I said, since I was in Colorado hiking. Uh, but mainly the two things I'll mention are I've been listening to a ton of Metric, which I think most people know Metric, but wow, they're great. Their album Synthetica kicks ass, and I always forget Lou Reed is on that album. And, and then also I... Uh, What's his face? Uh, Sufjan Stevens released a uh, the B side to his uh, single for his new album. The single was called America, which I was very kind of tepid on. It's a fine song. It's not great. It's not bad. Um, and then he released the um, B side, My Rajneesh, which is another like eleven minute song, and it sounds just like his album Age of Odds. It's fucking killer. I loved it, and it's not on the album, so I'm really bummed out about that. That's what I've been listening to. Uh, I haven't been listening to anything really new, but I've been listening to uh, Mike Viola's The American Egypt album came out in 2018, and then just the regular things. Oh, I also started. Uh, Jackson, I started listening to uh, Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. I showed that to Heather. Pumpkins. Man. Hell That's yeah. That's a great album. And fuck you, Hagen. I know you don't agree. <laughs> I don't. I I feel so attacked today. I feel Good. unbelievably attacked. Button your today. shirt up, you hippie. No, it's it's not. A, it's <laughs> Button it's your all... shirt up and shave your balls, hippie. Shave your balls, dude. I'll this shave. I'll this shave, episode I'll, is brought to you by Manscaped. Because every, sh- every fucking <laughs> podcast is. <laughs> Where's our Manscaped ad? I think you just gave it to him for free. Yeah, what are you Damn. doing? I'll just sh- bleep out Manscaped. Another editing thing, Jackson. Just bleep out Manscaped. We're, we're supposed to get paid like low tier advertising money for that. <laughs> I'll shave my balls if Jackson FaceTimes me and we shave our balls at the same time. Oh my goodness. That's totally fine with me. All right, we're doing it. Right, go, go to our Patreon, and you can sign up to <laughs> fund that. 
I think this is actually for our OnlyFans account, Adam. This is yeah. This is for our OnlyFans. This is. <laughs> Uh, so I've been listening to a lot of podcasts this week. I haven't done too much music. Um, but I did, to kind of go back to what we were talking about this episode, uh, Sarah Bareilles and the writer who did like the script for Waitress, they put out a show on Apple TV Plus called Little Voice. Uh, and it's uh, it's a TV show that is also a musical. It's like there's constantly, not constantly, but there's singing put out through, throughout every episode. Um, and the original music for it is incredible it's so good um and whenever they they've done a cover in the episodes they're very good too so i've been listening to those um i i've mentioned david ramirez before on this podcast he's like a i guess americana alternative country guy excellent uh his new album came out my love is a hurricane came out on friday listen to that quite a few times this weekend uh an old guest of ours named mike lezecki was on the record uh, does a phenomenal job playing bass on some of the songs. Ooh. I'm not saying he didn't. I'm not saying he did a bad job on the other songs. He wasn't on the entire record. I want to clarify that. He was probably driving his car while uh, playing <laughs> yeah, other songs. He was, he was trying to run Jackson over. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so that's that. Those are my those are my big ones. No, I listened to the uh, original cast recording of Hamilton a couple of times. Um, oh. And then I've started listening to In the Heights after Hagen recommended I check it out, and I like it. It's pretty good. Oh, I'm excited to see that as a movie, actually. So, yeah, same. That's one of those situations where I, I you know, ha- haven't been able to see In the Heights, so I, I'm definitely looking forward to the movie so I can see an adaptation of it. Yeah, I was writing down like all the musicals that I'd seen, and um, I was on the phone with my mom, like I said, and we remembered that we saw. Alex on High School he he was in High School Musical like not the television show but they did a musical version of the movie uh, and so we saw him in a local production of that and then we saw In the Heights I wrote that down for my next thing and uh, In the Heights featured Corbin Blue so crazy weird connections uh, but luckily you didn't you didn't hear the Corbin Blue version of In the Heights right it was Lin Manuel right yeah yeah whatever okay. the original cast is yeah okay yeah what was that um uh, Neil Patrick Harris won the blog one musical. Isn't that supposed to be good? Oh, you're talking about uh, Dr. Horrible, right? Yeah. Everybody yeah, told me to watch that, but I've never seen it. It's it's cool. I mean, like, it's... Yeah, I like it. Not my favorite thing in the world, but it's good. <laughs> Ringing great, endorsement. Great endorsement, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of people who are obsessed with it. I think it's fine, but there's a lot of people who are obsessed with it, so it clearly is very – it's, it's got a lot of merit. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of stuff like that, like Little Shops of Horrors and that. You don't like – wait, you don't like Little Shop of Horrors? Not too what? much. I don't, I, I don't think it's bad. Um, but also, I haven't seen, like um, – What's that one uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show? I've never seen that. Yeah, me neither. There's a lot of I, things like that that I haven't seen that you're supposed to love. My hot take is again, I don't like Rocky Horror. Um, mm. There's some some of the songs are catchy, but overall, it's just eh. It, it never well, pulled me in. If if you're a person who listens to the show and you have a favorite musical, let us know what it is. I'm going to venture to guess that all of our quote-unquote hot takes this week were all just tepid takes, and it's been just a right. tepid episode. Tepid, tepid, tepid episode. Tepid episode. That's a good one. I like it. I like there it. There you go. We've coined it. Adam's got the show art right here. It's going to have it's gonna have a gif, not a gif, 
and it's gonna, you know, there's gonna be a little, he's gonna make a theme song, and, you know, Adam's not doing anything in Borton right now, so. <laughs> no, nope, nothing at all. <laughs> nope. Oh, that's good. Unleave, he's released himself of the burden of a of facial hair, you know. I'm just hey, gonna Jackson, keep going. Hey, until... hey, are you are are you drunk? Are did are, did you drink <laughs> Dude, before this? Have you had? Were you sniffing the the cork in the wine bottle again? <laughs> sure is, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening Thanks to for us. Listening. Uh, hey, free Britney. Bye. <laughs> burr, burr, burr.